Black Superman? A black Superman? Can you believe it? <laughs> Is America ready for a black Superman? Apparently not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> According to last week's analytics, there was a lot of you out there who were not ready for our opinion on black Superman. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We look at it, we take it with a grain of salt, and we keep moving. Because that's what we do here at the One Baron Podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just two brews who crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. And apparently it took us in a place that uh, some of you guys did not want to go. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that <laughs> and more. <laughs> but before we do that, we have to get into this beer. So, Obesius, please tell the people what we are drinking tonight. Today we have a local brewski. Um this one is from the Ravenous Pig Brewing Co. Small batch brews. Uh, it is the Prized Pig Series Higher Love BA BSA. That is a Belgian strong ale with Florida honey aged 13 months in a Tuffy Cider barrel. Oh, yeah. Number 104 of 156. Ooh, it's numbered? Limited time. Oh, shit. Yeah, pretty serious. Yeah. I, I. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Bruce And this is episode 511. 311. Come on, man. Get it together. It's 311 episodes. Why are yeah. you trying to get ahead of ourselves? Uh, I don't know. Of the One Bear End Podcast. Oh! <laughs> it was bad. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us week in and week out. We hope that you guys enjoy what we bring to the table, and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, and we're going to have to live with that, and you're going to have to live with it because we are going to continue to share our truthful opinions, not our politically correct opinions, not the opinions that we feel that people want to hear from us, but the ones that we fucking like, we don't pre-discuss the points that we're going to make on the show as we do it. Right. Right. A part of, part of the show is a spontaneity of giving our opinions, uh, freshly. Yeah. I mean, contrary to what people believe, there are times where on the show live, we change our opinions. I know that I have for sure in some instances you have I have felt a way we've kind of talked it out and then at a certain point I'm like, "You know what? I didn't think about it like that." and changed my opinion on that thing. Mm-hmm. I know that I've done that. Go back and listen. But I am not trying to convince you people of anything. What do you mean you people? I mean you people. And you know who you are. <laughs> so, uh before we go any further, like, share, and subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. Or don't, you know, it's fine too. <laughs> if you really want to do that, if you want to play games. Give us a review on the uh, Apple Music, or not Apple, 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 uh, Apple, Jesus. Apple Podcast app. If you have an opinion, please share it there. Uh, 
please hopefully that it's a positive opinion if it's a negative opinion just keep it to yourself <laughs> no i mean um we, I, I say that thing at the top of the show of like, like, share, and subscribe, or at the back of the show we used to do, like, share, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. But seriously, if you guys are fans of the show, if you're listening right now and you're fans of the show, it would be really helpful if you liked. Uh, you don't have to share. That seems a little cumbersome in 2021. Yeah. If, like, Let's be realistic. <laughs> right. But please like and comment if, if you have something yeah. nice to say. And if you have something negative to say, comment that too. Because that was one of the biggest things that we had a problem with was not that people didn't like the episode. We're all for you guys not liking the episode. We want to hear the discourse. But we want to hear the discourse. Right. If you have an opinion, share it with us. Share with the class. If you don't like it. Let us know why. Don't be a coward. No. Don't do the fly-by dislike <laughs> and then keep moving. Yeah. Who does that? Cowards. If I'm disliking something, I'm letting you know, like, look, this is the reason why I don't like that shit. I don't like what you said. I don't like the way you said it. Mm-hmm. You know? You guys are all big and bad on uh, Sports <sighs> Center's Instagram on your private pages. Let us know how you feel. It's going to keep sipping this tea. If you don't like black superman for whatever reason reason, (laughs) we don't know (laughs) then let us know yeah but we're not buying your third reich shirts sorry it's not happening no so please don't comment that (laughs) all right glad we got that out of the way Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I took an early sip and I uh, was keeping it to myself. <laughs> That's a tasty girl. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I sound congested. I've been off. I have not taken my nasal spray in a while. Kind of just resetting. Uh. Because when you take it too much, you get used to it when you take it too much. And then it makes the shit even worse. I feel the thumbs just going down right now. I know, I know. I, I understand. I get it. If if there if we get ratioed again and all the comments are like, I just did not like the way he sounded. I'm not here for the nasal spray. It's gross. I don't want to hear about it. No. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um But no, I mean seeing that was uh it was kind of it was kind of exciting. It was kind of thrilling. <laughs> I wanted I, I was I was waiting for I wanted to see some people like actually upset about something that we had said specifically yeah you know and that was the most disappointing part was like i i was titillated by the thumbs downs yeah but the fact that we didn't have any any real comments any real discourse of substance at all uh it's very disappointing a little disappointing yeah 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 i don't know if that's just youtube like protecting the masses from neo-nazis but yeah, if if their comments were deleted before we could even see them. Yeah, because we did see a few comments in there. And if you're listening and you're wondering why your comment didn't show up, it's probably because it just didn't pop for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. Because believe me, if there was any kind of uh, if there was any kind of like comment that was super negative or something, we would have left it. I mean, barring any like kind of like super racist or like super fucked up thing that yeah. you said about not one of us. But like just outwardly just saying black like really Superman. fucked up. Sh- yeah. Black you Superman. respect black Superman. You, this house. God damn it. Other than that, we would have left the comments. So, yeah, that's not us. If your comment didn't show that was YouTube. I, I don't know, because it's not like we we could have turned comments off or like turned analytics off so that yeah. people didn't see the ratio. But it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. We like so, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
So uh, <laughs> I'm still okay with Black Superman, <laughs> by the way. Well, that, that was going to be my leading question here. Why do you think so many people don't like the idea of Black Superman? Is, well, it, is it a woke thing? Yeah, I yeah I, I think, don't want to classify everyone who gave us a thumbs down as being a neo-Nazi or racist, but do you think that's an element to it that there's just a lot of racism involved and in, in, uh, feeling of, you know, I don't even feel like commenting on this. I'm just going to thumb it down because I just inherently the thought of a black Superman. Yuck. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, I think it's a small part of both of the things that you said. I think there's a, a little piece of it is comic book fans who legitimately don't want to see that because they believe that it, it, it tarnishes the character in some way or it changes the character in a way that is not beneficial to the character's story. Sure. I think that a part of it is people equating it to uh, woke culture and calling us, you know, SJWs for supporting that thing. Yep. And then, I mean, I think there's a small contingency of, of – African-American fans who are like, you know, I don't, I don't want to see it either. I've se- I saw some discourse about it that I actually agreed with, which was, um, you know, there's there's enough black characters that aren't getting a lot of shine even still. Even though we have Falcon and Black Panther, there are like we still don't have the John Stewart Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. There's still Static Shock. There's still like there's a number of black characters that are natively quote unquote black or inherently right. black, that that's part of their narrative I want in a new the comic. Sp- I, I, I just have to do a quick aside here. I want a new spawn. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be yeah. awesome? Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good example of somebody <laughs> who deserves his just do. Wanda. So you've got that. I mean, they're obviously working on um, the blade movie. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of actual black heroes that they haven't explored enough that people are like, why change the race of one character when we have a lot of black sure. characters that still haven't been addressed? I understand that. Quick discourse here to that opinion. None of those characters have the same power, and I mean that is in like culturally as Superman. Definitely. That's exactly the point I was making about uh, the fact that Captain America is now black. Like that matters. That's that's a huge deal. Yeah, it's not enough that you know we have these characters that happen to be black, and maybe they're they've become more prominent in recent years and have stopped becoming like sidekicks and just you know forgettable uh, fodder for other side stories and stuff. But they've become the main attraction. Yeah. Um. But there's something to Captain America and Superman. Yeah, them being inherently these American heroes, and for all time, basically known as white characters. Yeah, and representation matters. So I mean, the same thing with even Spider Man. You know, they they did it so that I think they did it in a way that appeases all sides of the fan base by making it a different character with Miles Morales. Yeah, because it doesn't erase Peter Parker. Yeah, but. You know, even so, them making that step to have a person of color as such a prominent hero in red, white, and blue as Spider-Man is important. I saw a lot of people saying, like, 
I don't have a problem with Superman being black. I have a problem with Clark Kent slash Kal-El being black. There is already a black Superman. Why not make the movie about him? Why does why do you have to change the race of an already established character when you already have a black Superman? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there there's there's if you are going to like this movie is already going to throw people for a loop seeing a black person as Superman. So if you go a step further and say, well, it's not Clark Kent, it's a different guy altogether. I think that goes one of two ways. On the one hand, it's comically accurate. So that that is a good thing. On the other hand, it does feel like a cop-out to appease people who would be mad that Superman is black. You can just go, well, it's not your Superman. It's a different Superman. Was it ever announced that it was going to be Clark Kent? No, because none they, of this is official. They could go that route. There's no saying that they're not going to do that. None. Of, nothing has been confirmed yeah all of this is rumors right it's just been rumored by high profile executives well it's known that michael b jordan brought them a script a while or treatment brought them a treatment like two years ago or something but you know he's reporting that he hasn't been talked to yet about it that's what they all say i know i know i know you know if he was if he was chosen he's been chosen for the past like five years yeah probably so i think and not to harp on this again for another. For no, let's another. do it. So, just, <laughs> just people want to hear it. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess to just kind of end my piece on this, it's kind of hard to understand where the fan base stands on this because people didn't share their opinion. Right. So, um, hopefully. This prompts, I mean, it probably, you know, there's, there'll probably be, uh, I don't know, a couple of people who don't have like an intelligent thing to say. But hopefully <laughs> if you have an actual rebuttal to last week's and this week's opinion on that, we would love to hear it and yep. read it and respond to it. I'm, I mean, we're very vocal on all of our socials when people comment stuff. So if you have an actual opinion on something an actual rebuttal, an actual debate, argument, stance that isn't black Superman bad, mm-hmm. we would love to hear it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard to respond to nothing other than just a flat wall of negativity. Yeah. So, that's that. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Anywho. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, this has been requested of us, and I feel like we have done our fans a disservice by not addressing this. I would like to say, I would like to call it the two elephants in the room. (laughs) (laughs) So a while back we started the great weight loss challenge. (laughs) We spent an entire episode talking about our plans, Uh how we're going to go about it, Uh our goals, what we want to do. And uh, we gave ourselves a long leash a lot of leeway on this. And thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that we're about halfway through. Uh-huh. Um, because we said, what, August? Six months from when we started it. Right. Which was February, March, April, May, June, July, August. So, yeah, August. Okay. So we started in March. Right. March 1st is when we 
technically started it. Okay. Even though the episode, I think, is like late February. Mm-hmm. This was started in March. Right. And it's now May. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad? I what? had, I, in my mind, I went, Cinco was recently. <laughs> it's May. That is sad. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. So, uh, let's just give an update, man. Okay. Let's just give an update. You okay. want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start. It's been sure? bad. It's been bad. Has okay. It? It's been bad. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> so, look, I, I started off at a, at a, at a, a clip, you know? Yes. I was going at it, uh, only bringing healthy stuff into the house, um, eating good. Uh, you know, do my best to work out as much as I could. Uh, still not going to the gym. Cause I mean, especially back then I wasn't comfortable going to the gym yet without the vax. Um, and then, uh, very slowly I started to fall off the wagon. Oh no. I was aiming to work out every single day. Uh huh. That was my aim except for Sunday. I was going to take Sunday off. Yeah. So I did that for about a week. And then after that, it was like, okay, I'll do five days. <laughs> five turned into four. Four into three. No. <laughs> no. Three into two weeks off. No. Now, let me explain the reason why I took two weeks off specifically. And mind you, I didn't take a full two weeks off. I was still, you know, trying to exercise a little bit in that time and eat decently okay. within that time. Uh, was because actually I had an issue with my Humira shot. Okay. So you can't blame me. I'm sick <laughs> is what I'm trying How to say. How does that stop you from? Because without that, I can get more sore uh, quickly. My muscles get like tighter and stuff, and I'm just not as, you know, up to it. Mm. So... It, I had a whole issue with my insurance company and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's boring. But I was able to get it now. Back on the wagon. Mm. We're full steam ahead again. Okay. You know, I went. I got me some healthy foods. I'm back on it. Um, so essentially, the way that it's gone so far is I lost a good batch of weight in the early times. Do you want to say how much? I lost about 10 pounds. <clears throat> And then I gained back about five. <laughs> so that's where we're standing right now. Okay. But I have been on the bike that I I spoke about. Yeah. Got myself the bike, so I have no excuses. I go on that right after work and then take a shower and then it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Um, so I'm back on that regiment. Um, I'm doing at least every other day. Okay. But I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to push myself some more. Okay. Because I've realized trying to hold myself accountable for every single day backfires on me. <laughs> okay. So I'm 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 training wheels first. If once I get comfortable and kind of bored with at least every other day, I'll pick it up from there. Okay. Um do you see this is a this was a competition and that's why I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm not going to encourage him. I'm not going to, he's going to have to, he's going to have to fucking 
fuck him. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. But now I'm like, do you, <laughs> do you need a fire lit under you a little bit? Uh, okay. How about this? We, we both have Apple watches, right? Yeah. Can we share each other's uh, fitness? Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Let's do it. I'm, I'm all about it. All right. I'm not saying this as to like kind of project. Cause I, I also definitely need, uh, well, encouragement not people telling me like oh you haven't worked out today <laughs> loser <laughs> right uh um, just the subtle thing that the uh the apple fitness app does for you and it goes hey this person just did a thing yeah just just that what alone is like all right yeah let me let me get on let me get on it yeah um so okay i'll say this i have a distinct advantage over you because i had what insurance companies call a life-altering event, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which was changing jobs. Right, right, right. So, for the past year and a half to close to two years, I've basically been sedentary. Mm-hmm. Um, my jobs have been either uh, driving Uber or sitting in an office. Mm-hmm. When before that. I was laying tile. I was up. I was doing shit. Excuse me. And I think that having those jobs coupled with my uh, coupled with not feeling the best mentally, mm-hmm. coupled with the pandemic, all of those things kind of collided, and I ballooned up. Mm-hmm. So then once I changed jobs and got more active and just got off my feet, got off my ass on your feet, on my feet. Yeah. Uh, that alone was enough of a thing to shed a lot of weight mm. because I, I gained weight. I gained enough weight to go outside of like the like natural like I was way overweight. You know, like I was, I've been overweight, but I was at a point where it was like, even people who are like bigger, there is a limit to where it go to where you're like, (laughs) okay, now there's levels to this. Yes, exactly. So there's a weight that everybody can maintain and still be relatively healthy and kind of happy with themselves or at least not depressed with themselves. Right. Once you go past that limit, that's when you're like, that's when people start looking at like lap band surgery and like, oh (laughs) man, I'm I'm garbage. I'm filth. So I got to, I don't know if I said it on the weight loss episode, but the highest I got to was 262, 263. Okay. Right. So that was, that was the highest. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just, just having, just being off my ass, just working at the bar, being on my feet Mm -hmm. all like for like five or six hours, seven hours, but just moving back and forth, just going, going, going. I've lost, like 22 pounds. Fuck. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. All right. You have got some catching up to do. Let's just say that. I think this is just what I needed. I mean, <laughs> you know, so you couple that with the fact that like I've kind of I've plateaued to where like the past, I would say like three weeks, I'm hovering around like 238. Okay. And I just signed up at American Top Team. I'm going back to jujitsu. Right. So that I'm going to. Uh, hopefully be doing that two or three times a week. 
Roll with the boys. No promises. Yeah. Because I signed up a week ago and I've still <laughs> been kind of dreading going. Yeah. It's kind of, it's weird, man. It, 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 you're like, it's weird to be a grown man and to be nervous about going to like a gym or something. But anything new is intimidating to a lot of people. It is. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And I, I've done jujitsu before, but it's a whole new group of people. It's a new gym. It's a it's a new organization. So it's not like just putting the training wheels back on a bike that I took the training wheels off of. Mm. It's like a different bike altogether with right. different training wheels and a different teacher yeah. showing me. So But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick myself up and I'm gonna go. I'm going to wear my oversized gi because they couldn't find one that fit me just <laughs> well enough. So like the in stomach, between size, the, the torso area fits snug. Yeah. But yeah. the sleeves, I look like a, a Jedi. Take it to your seamstress. That's not a bad <laughs> idea. Actually, that is not a bad get idea. It fitted, yeah. I'll, I'll get my get it fitted. Gi. <laughs> Walk in there like it's a suit. <laughs> Pop your cuff. <laughs> Wear it. Like a like a uh, like a uh, double breasted eighties uh, business <laughs> yeah. suit. You had some uh, buttons yeah. in the front. Perfect. That's not a bad idea. Add man. a vest to it. That is not a bad idea. I'm actually I actually might do that. Let's <laughs> see if she does geese. Say don't make this weird. Just, <laughs> just just you know what to do with this. Tighten it up a little bit. Just tighten it up. So yeah, and and as far as the food is concerned, um, I would say the the I I, I haven't changed my um diet drastically mm -hmm. other than the fact that i just don't eat as much as i used to that's good the crazy thing is dude just thinking about the amount of calories that i used to eat when i was working at my office job mm -hmm. i mean i would go i'd go to like duncan or something get a bagel or like a croissant sandwich that was already like seven or eight hundred calories right yep if i got the coffee that's two or three hundred calories and i'm always getting the coffee sure there's never a day that i just got a sandwich right if I throw the uh, uh, hash browns on, which sometimes I wouldn't, mm -hmm. but sometimes I would. Yeah. That's another 200 calories. Right. So that's already With like, like the, the dust of potato they yes, give you in exactly, those things. Exactly. It's not even worth it. No, it's not. It's definitely, it's not worth it. They, they taste fantastic, but you have this much. No, it's it's a crime that they, they it's like they kind of... They kind of salt <laughs> bam into your yeah. bag and then they grab one out of the bag and go, that was <laughs> no, too many. No, too many, too many. So that's already what? That's close to fourteen or fifteen hundred calories. Breakfast alone. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Go to yeah. lunch. Wawa sandwich, chips, maybe a drink. That's that's another eight to nine hundred. Yeah. Let's just let's just call it a, a thousand calories. Mm -hmm. So that's already twenty five to twenty six hundred calories in two meals. Then I would get home. I'd have a little snacky poo because I was a little hungry. Of course, yeah. And then dinner after that. Mm -hmm. And then do nothing. Nothing. Just lay for another three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then rinse, repeat, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's, I mean, it's easy to see how you end up there, you know? Yeah. I, I, I've done the same thing where, yeah, I think my Achilles heel as far as food goes is breakfast. Mm. I love me a bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> I, I like my morning feels nearly incomplete without a bacon egg and cheese and a coffee yeah. you know yeah but you know it's the good thing i guess is that if you are going to spend the calories that's the time to do it because you have the entire day to work it off yeah 
But even so, you know, I've realized I need to pump the brakes on that. And, you know, it, it, it's tough because mentally, if I am eating historically, if I'm eating healthier foods, quote unquote, I want more of it. Mm. I don't feel satisfied if I know for lunch I had a salad. Yeah. Even if it's a full salad, I have protein in there. I've got all the, all the fixings and it's, it tastes good. And there's a good amount of it. Still not going to feel full because mentally I'm going, this isn't a Wawa sandwich. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just not complete. It feels like a side no matter how big it is. Right. Right. So I think a lot of it is the mental game of like, no, this is fine. <laughs> this is enough. Yeah. This is enough. It's fuel. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it tastes good. But beyond that, like, don't think about it too much. <clears throat> yeah, but salads suck you know they do and let me just say maybe a hot take we may get some dislikes for this one <laughs> um i'd say soups are even worse i i don't mm. like soup mm. unless we're talking about like a, a a top shelf ramen or something yeah i don't like soup <laughs> soup is a sick food <laughs> soup is a sick food it's awful it's for terrible sure. you know what i used to i used to have that opinion but the more soup I've had, mm. I'm like, soup's kind of where it's at. Oh, God. As a meal, as a meal, I, I wouldn't have soup as a meal. Shit, you say after 30. <laughs> <laughs> the more just, soup I've had, I'm just saying soup. Real deal. I mean, like, uh, I mean, uh, the broth from a ramen is obviously of top course. tier. Yeah, yeah. But miso soup. Uh <sighs> But as a side, like I, I like a miso soup on the side. That's fine. It's, it's a part of a larger meal. It, I just feel like if, uh, if an, it's like an aperitif. If somebody <laughs> makes like a, if somebody makes like a really good soup, I could uh, be I could be good with that. No, I'll give you a stew. I'll take a stew. A pho. Pho's good too. I, like I, pho and ramen are not included in this because they're so hearty. There's so much yeah. in there. Most Asian broths. Yeah, and, and, and I mean it's packed with flavor and it's delicious and awesome mm. but i'm talking like you know traditional soup like a, a chicken noodle but most traditional soups just kind of suck on their own i guess like chicken noodle soup can eat my ass it's just <laughs> what what do we that no get that out yeah. of here yeah and then people are like oh well, what about like the baked potato soup from panera well, how about you go jump off a bridge i'm so tired of hearing about the the broccoli cheddar yeah. soup Fuck. from panera Ugh. Get out of my face. I no, don't care. I don't, don't care. Need don't need it. I don't care. No. But, anyway. uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point, if you go to a restaurant and they're like soup or salad, I'm going soup every time. The salad, just, just throw the salad away. No. It's ugh, such I a disagree. waste. Hard such disagree. Waste. Hard disagree. I think a salad is a perfect way to start a meal, especially if it's going to be a hot meal. You have that, that cool refreshment of the leafy greens. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm far too old to get into ranch nowadays, but <laughs> you know, if even like a nice uh, Italian, a nice yeah. Italian dressing lightly on there, oh, you know, vinaigrette. actually, uh, beautiful balsamic mm -hmm. vinaigrette. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Um, actually, my my salad jam <clears throat> recently has been the uh, the uh, the Greek salads. I love me a Greek salad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some olives, the the uh, pepperoni. Uh huh. In oh there. yeah. Oh yeah. Kidding me? Salads to me are borderline inedible. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't. I've tried multiple times, especially during this time frame where we're doing this weight loss thing. Mm-hmm. I've tried multiple times to have just a salad for lunch, and I get so angry with yeah. just eating a salad. It uh, it it hurts me to order. It hurts me to order. Yeah. Uh, but I find that if I don't order a pre-made salad. Like if I don't order a salad, if I if I'm forced to make a salad on my own, I am simply going to not make a salad <laughs> and let all those ingredients go bad. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna oh, do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. I I have to get either I have to go to like Panera and get order the salad, which hurts to do, but I do it and then I'm fine. Yeah, I get over it. Or I have to go to like Publix and get the pre-made pack of salad. Yeah, and that's fine. I'll, I'm good with that. But I I can't. I just can't. I've tried. I've tried. I promise you I've tried multiple times to buy like a pack of kale yeah. and an onion and, uh, you know, uh, tomatoes and all this other stuff. You tell yourself you're going to cut it all up, put it in a big thing and like toss that salad every day. Not even once. No. Not even once. I'll say getting a soup at the beginning of the meal is a nice little uh, nice little uh, kiddie pool to, to to put your food in, in your yeah. stomach at the end. At, I think it's a nice little prep. I guess maybe I need to try it, but it's just not appealing to me. I will. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Caesar salad? Are you kidding me? Caesar salad, top tier salad. No, I never, I never finish a salad at a restaurant ever. Anytime I get a starter salad, I'll eat a couple bites of it, and I'm like, "This is get this out of my face." <laughs> why am I? Where's am the I doing beef? This? Yeah, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. What is the point of this? I don't know. The the pre meal soup or salad period uh-huh. is the dumbest thing. <laughs> I just don't get it. Would you rather them choose for you? I would rather them not bring it out at all. I would you rather just, just stay entree? hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Breadsticks. Yeah. He's got some breadsticks. Exactly. Like if I'm gonna get it, if I'm gonna get uh, if I get a starter, then I then I chose the starter. Sure. If I don't want a starter, sure. don't bring out like your substitute starter of like the 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 grass that you're trying to get rid of <laughs> take that off the bench or the <laughs> yeah. Ugh. yeah i don't want it i don't want it keep it yeah. keep it it's so dumb i guess so now i have probably two meals a day but uh and and what i well, what, what are you what are you skipping breakfast usually because i'm i'm working late so I'm not getting up until Get up later. around yeah. like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. So I'm sense. usually just starting with lunch, yeah. have a snack in between, and then eat something before I go to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I might eat something when I get home. I might just go to bed. Mm-hmm. But usually they're not big meals. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. And I think we talked about that on the weight loss show, which was that both of our biggest problems was portion control. Of For sure. Just not knowing when to stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I think I've... I've been able to kind of force myself to go, all right, uh, especially like when I get home, I'm not having a big meal and then going to bed. I'm having like a snack or something or like a small bowl of something that my dad made or something Mm -hmm. and then going to bed. Breakfast is usually like a bacon, egg and cheese, but it's usually like, um, you know, toast, eggs and then like turkey bacon. I know. I know. But it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I... uh... I fully converted. I'm now a turkey eating motherfucker. Yeah. I, I only have turkey sausage. I only have turkey bacon. Uh, I only have ground chicken or turkey. That's like, good. I'm completely off of the red meats except for Sundays, basically. Well, except for when you're making me my steak when I went. There's, um, there's that steak. 
Well, you can make yourself one, but I, you're gonna make mine. You see, that would that would work if in your story I, I was gonna eat the steak, but you're not, you're not eating the steak. You're, you're making it. Right. You're not eating. Yeah. I'm gonna make uh like a tofurkey oh. steak for you. <laughs> if you do that, uh, I don't wanna be your friend anymore. Okay. That's the plan all can, along. Can you? Oh my, can you imagine one of us winning and then the other making a tofurkey? <laughs> I'd be so pissed if you brought out like one. Did you see that video? Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what brought it to mind. <laughs> it was just like a mound of, I don't know, black what, bean. What was it? A TikTok? That, yeah. That was on that this woman made. It was like a vegan uh, meal that was supposed to be uh, uh, steak yeah. for, for her husband. And I swear to God, it looked like just this gelatinous puck of like black bean and uh, a soy I guess and she she had the nerve to put it on like a she was uh, so proud uh, a fucking um, uh, cast iron skillet and mm-hmm. actually cook it yeah. rare or right. medium rare right. and then when he cut into it it just was like a loaf <laughs> it's like this soft loaf and he barely gets through it and he's like mm, what'd you say this was again it's like motherfucker stop lying yeah yeah mm, it's know, so good you know, that mm. shit was disgusting i don't care look listen there there is something to be said about mouthfeel and even if you get that st- that puck to taste I just, just like what i just want to cut that out there's, there's just so, something about mouthfeel mouth feel. yeah but it's true it's a, a whole 100%. other thing yeah yeah uh, so there's no, I mean, there's just, I mean, he really loves his wife. Let's just say that that dude really yeah. loves his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there, there you go. There's the update. Um, this is, it's May. So June, July, August. I mean, the next update, I mean, I guess we could do it once a month or the next update would be the end. Right. Right. We'd have to do one before the end. To so kind of check yeah, in yeah, to yeah. where we are. Like, a, yeah, just a, a final checkpoint before we sprint to the close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to do that like we're going to do the end of it at the end of the month. Yeah. OK, so maybe we can do it at the end of the month before. Well, how, well, how about this? Because I, I have like, you know, personal goals in my head. OK. My birthday's in July. Right. So it. At least by mid July, my birthday, right? We address it then. Okay. So that'll be a good check in, and then there's another month and a half. Yeah. To okay. Sprint to the finish. That works. All right. Yep. So there you go. Uh, there's there's our the great weight loss check in. The great weight loss check in. Time for me to get in that ass. This doesn't help at all. <laughs> What's this? Why don't beers ever put the caloric count? Because you don't want to know. That's exactly why. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because Michelob Ultra is like, we'll, we'll advertise it. We'll put it right there on the fucking label. But these other beers, they're like, look, don't <laughs> think about that. Think about other Tastes stuff. good, right? Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah, put it in your mouth, fatty. You, fat you like that? Bitch. You fat fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drink it. Mm-hmm. Drink it. It really doesn't have it. Oh, no, it, it wouldn't. They no. don't. They, they I mean, simply don't. Sometimes, sometimes, but no. For, for mostly, mostly no. they don't. They don't. No. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh, quick aside, it's uh, American Craft Beer Week, so oh, yeah. 
Cheers that's right. to American Craft that's Beer right. Week. American Craft Beer Week, another one of these things where they just make up a, week a thing for or yeah. a day, you know. But uh, hey, here at the One Beer and Podcast, we would be remiss if we didn't <sighs> celebrate as many craft beer or beer holidays as we could. Of course. So, American Craft Beer Week. This is an American craft beer. We are crafted by American beers. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> this podcast was crafted by American craft beer. Mm-hmm. So, shout out. I mean, we're at a point now where like everybody feels like they want to get their just due or something, and, and they want uh, things to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Celebrated. And craft beer does deserve to be celebrated and acknowledged. Sure life-changing thing for us yeah for better or for worse <laughs> yeah so uh figure changing thing too yeah i mean i wonder if we would even have to be doing this uh weight loss challenge <laughs> we're much bigger men because of it <laughs> can definitely say that <laughs> that's right inside that's right. and out so um should i, I had a good transition but i don't know <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had to celebrate America's craft beers. No, it's good. It's good. We had to. We had to. I'm glad you I'm glad you uh brought it up. We had to it's a good thing to acknowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh <clears throat> I'm trying to think what else do we got? Uh Ellen got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen got literally canceled. <laughs> literally. Well, she canceled herself. Yeah. Just how it always happens. I mean, she did cancel herself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, Ellen DeGeneres has decided to end her sh- show, Ellen. Yeah. Next year, nineteenth season, something like that. Nineteen seasons. Look that up before I keep repeating that because I'm going to say <laughs> it a lot. Nineteen seasons of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yep, it's going to be the season nineteen because we're on season eighteen right now. Right. Season 18 overview. Yeah. So season 19 will be the last season of her show. And honestly, you know, we got it. <laughs> You've done enough. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. How many more are you going to do, really? Right. She seemed like she was tired of it. I mean, when you let's just put aside all of the controversy, which is we're going to have to address it in a second. But let's just put that aside for a moment. Okay. Every all of the interviews that I read from her when she was promoting her stand up special from a couple of years ago. Um, cause I would just glance in cause I like, I, I liked Ellen. Mm-hmm. Everybody Who liked didn't? Ellen. Yeah. Who anybody didn't? who's going to sit up here and tell you with a straight face, like, Oh, I knew it all along. Fuck you. Everybody yeah. who didn't work for Ellen liked Ellen. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Or who didn't have, who didn't, who, uh, uh, who wasn't waiting for Ellen to show up for their birthday or anniversary party. Other than that, we uh-huh. all liked Ellen. Yeah. So. I would check in from uh, on her stuff from time to time, just kind of see how she's doing. I'd pop in on the show, watch call her. Sometimes I would call her, you know, see how she's doing. Mm. Uh, sometimes she has like you know rappers on her show and stuff, or like an interesting actor or whatever. Anyway, as she was promoting the her stand-up special, and she's talking about her show, there's this tone that she has in all of these interviews, which is very. Um, very just I don't want to say dismissive but like there was this finality to everything that she was saying that she you could tell that she was done <sighs> it, it 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 came off like the week before somebody's gonna break up with their partner yeah and she's like yeah everything's fine it's fine yeah 
Yeah, yeah. dinner's you know, dinner's good. Let's sh- go have some dinner. Yeah, she spoke. She would speak in ways of like, you know, I'm I'm good. Portia's good. I mean, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this. Portia wants me to stop doing it. I've thought about it, but blah blah blah. And you could just tell like she is fucking done. Yeah. This if it wasn't for everything that happened, I think there's a small part of her that is like. Fucking finally. I have a reason to just shut this thing down. Well, apparently her direct quotes from this has basically been saying, like, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Now's the right time. Well. I'm going. It's the right time because. I understand that. <laughs> but that that's exactly my point is she's not using that as a reasoning. It's just coincidental yeah. <laughs> that there's so much behind the scenes drama. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she. It would be weird if she was like. Our viewership dropped by 50%. We haven't been able to recover, so we're yeah. ending the show. Well, I mean, I, I would, I actually went into it expecting that she would say something directly addressing the controversy and just being like, you know, obviously it, this is a sour <coughs> note to end on, but I feel like it's the right thing to close the door on this yeah. because of X, Y, and Z. She, uh, I mean, after all of the controversy happened and stuff and, and the smoke cleared and her viewership dropped off dropped off a cliff, she kind of just pretended like the shit didn't happen. Yeah. You know, she addressed it. She had the one episode where she was all apologetic and shit and, uh, you know, mistakes were made, blah, 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 whoop-de-doo. And then we, everybody just kind of pretended like the shit didn't happen. Yeah, because, I mean, almost almost like a mob boss or a politician, she kind of insulated herself from all of it. Yeah, she she took accountability by saying, oh, you know, ultimately the misdeeds of my management team uh, fall down on me because my name's on the show and yeah. yada, yada, yada. But I mean, not once was it like, yeah, you know, I heard some stuff was going down and I just didn't address it or I didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah, it's just like I didn't hear about it because nobody told me. So, yeah. And she owned up to the fact that maybe she should have been a little more hands on. On a show that bears her name. Hands on. Whoa. Uh, careful there. I mean, not that hands on. You right. Know? You don't want to be too handsy. <laughs> but uh, speak to management. She she admit she 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 owned up to that. But it's like, you know, that's kind of not the full issue. You know, there was more to it than just the fact that, like, you weren't aware of the things that were going on. Sure. It's the fact that, like, people had stories about you, Ellen. There were right. stories about you being kind of a you know what mm-hmm. kind of a. A real jerk. A real, a real, a real, real knucklehead. Uh huh. And uh, she didn't really seem to address those stories. No. Her thing was there was a lot of mistakes made. I could have been better. We all could have been better. We're going to strive to be better. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but. Live uh, up to the motto. Yeah. And I will say, I, I kind of had this discussion with um, some people that I work with and, and brought up some interesting points of just the fact that there's not a lot of people who are held to the same kind of scrutiny that she was held to when all of this stuff went down. Because it's not like she actually did anything to anybody other than stories that you heard that she wasn't as nice sure. as she portrays herself to be. Yeah, we, we talked about that on a show long ago. Yeah. That, you know. She, uh, anybody can have a bad day, you know, like, and, and sometimes bosses are assholes. Yeah. You know, it it happens sometimes in that managerial (laughs) position. Uh, just the problem is her entire thing was that she is the nicest person that you will encounter. Yeah. And when she's not, I mean, 
for better or for worse, she's held to a higher standard than a lot of people. Right. That she sets for herself with her public persona. Or the fact that she doesn't dispel the belief that she is the nicest person on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Her show, the tag of her show is like, be kind. Yeah, yeah. Rewind her or something. something like I don't that. know. Yeah, yeah. And you can't be that person and then in public, or or I'm sorry, in, po- in private, be mean to people. Even rumors can't fly about you being like, not, she wasn't just, uh, um, you know, she didn't just have bad days. I mean, there were stories about her being like actively unkind to yeah, people. Yeah. And that is a different betrayal than finding out that, you know, Simon Pegg had a bad day or Tom Hanks is not as nice as he could be. Although those would be devastating also. Of course, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, I mean, the way that she set herself up was like she was infallible. And she set herself up to not be human. Yeah. You know, and to not have those bad days, which is unfortunate because, you know, ultimately it's a it's a good it's a good mantra to have. It's a good thing to put out into the world. You know, be nice to people. That's, of course, a good reminder. But, you know, it, it does set you up to have people take shots at you yeah. all the time, too. And yeah. whenever any little thing comes out, let alone an entire, you know, expose <laughs> expose of, of your, your uh, production company that apparently, you know, your three top managers were perverts and yeah. predators, basically. Yeah, I mean, they weren't just like mean no <laughs> they were like not good people. no they were bad they people were bad dudes yeah um it's it just it's just very unfortunate yeah very very unfortunate yeah so our show comes to comes to an end and i mean it comes to a uh <clears throat> uh it fizzles out more so than this grandiose thing that just you know, there's not a lot of fanfare. It's like she lost literally half of her viewership. It's kind of like, well, what else are you going to do? There's no way you're gaining that many people back. No. And, and, you know, I was a little surprised that they didn't just throw in the towel. Like, just say, okay, it's over. You know, like, the next episode that we had shot is the last one. Yeah. We're going off the air. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they kind of limped to the end. Well, and I know that she's going to be on Oprah and they're going to do a whole interview thing with that. So I'm sure that's going to reveal some probably empathetic side on her part and maybe yeah. revitalize her career outside of the show, which she, like you said, was trying to get out of anyway. Yeah. And she'll what she'll probably end up doing is like some weekly show on like HBO Max or Apple or something. Right. She she'll come back on Hulu with some show that's basically the Ellen show, but just on a schedule that she prefers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they all do. Or like do Conan's like, Conan's ending his show. And which, going HBO, right? By the way, yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. The fact that like Conan's ending his show. Right. Um, Conan is the longest running late night host of all time at this point. And uh, he's finally ending his run on late night network television or, or just television, not network television. And yeah, he's just going to HBO. That's all he's doing. Yeah. So he's going to have a half an hour show, which I'm assuming he's going to have a lot more leeway with like the remotes mm-hmm. and like the funny sketches, sketches and stuff like that. And having like more long form interviews. I'm sure that the podcast has kind of lit a fire under him. Mm-hmm. Cause anytime 
I listen to his podcast, and anytime he gets he talks about the limitations of his sh- of the show itself, he's always like, "I just don't get to talk to people." Yeah, you know when when they come out, we got to do a bit. We've got to keep the thing moving. It's a very tight schedule. It's like eight minutes. Cut to commercial. Yeah. Come back. Do another two to three minutes. Cut to commercial. Show's over. Cut to uh, musical guests. So it's yeah. a very tight thing. All you can do is hear the funny anecdote, sell the thing, cut to commercial. It's just such an old like format. Yeah. Uh, people are growing out of that now. Yep. And I think it's only a matter of time before we end up with exclusively having these sort of late night shows being, you know, uh, either either fully transformed into something like Letterman has now with Netflix, where yeah. it's just like an interview uh, or comedian cars getting coffee, yeah. where it's an interview show, but with like a uh, some kind of catch weird. Yeah. Kitschy thing yeah. along with it. Um, or it's basically their old show without the limitations and with a bigger budget and not having to cut to commercial all the time. Yeah. Ironically, the thing that is probably going to last the longest is the daytime talk show. That's how you get an Ellen with 19 seasons. Yeah. Drew Barrymore's show is probably going to last pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson's probably going to have that show for a good while. Probably. Just because what else are people going to watch? Dr. Phil pulls in 3 million viewers a day. People. I didn't even realize he was still in the air. Bro, <laughs> neither did I. I thought yeah. everything that we had seen from him was like old clips. Yeah, yeah. He's still going and going strong. He's the highest. That's crazy. I mean, no, even no after, one gets higher than him. Even after all the controversy about him, like not having credentials. Didn't matter. People did not care matter. at all. Yeah. Think about three million people daily who are like, I got to tune into Dr. Phil. Yeah. I got to know what's going on. I mean, I think it has to be a, a vast majority of people who just have it on the background while they're, you know, trying to yeah, deal I, with their kids or. Yeah, because I don't you don't see a lot of people talking about Dr. Phil. No, it's not he's like just a, always there. No, it's it, he's far from where he was once like a, a meme generator, basically. Yeah. And like being he's like not a, in like the zeitgeist. He's no, he's just, not like a Jerry Springer. Yeah, like he was back in the day. It's just like Doctor Phil's a known quantity. We know him as a character on TV, but nobody talks about Doctor Phil. But three million viewers a day. It's a lot. That's, That's so lot. much. That's surprising. Him and Ellen were going back and forth, mm-hmm. and then when this whole thing happened with her, I mean, her like I said, her shit dropped off a cliff, and he was like, "That's it. It's mine. Another one." Just fucking was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to the moon. His mustache grows an extra inch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ellen. <laughs> this shit is mine. Mm. So, yeah, the uh, the late night show as an idea, as a concept, is so antiquated and dumb and and over with. And when people talk about <clears throat> the ratings that these guys get, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, sure. 1.2 million people stay up till 12 to watch Fallon giggle. Like, <laughs> right. okay. Right. This shit is done. Dude. It's like, have you seen the backlash against, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Daily Show guy. Not uh, John Stewart. Trevor Noah. No. No. Oh, Colbert? Colbert. Colbert. 
yeah, people are turning on him now because yeah. his show has just become really clunky and just everything else D- diluted. It's yeah. it's, and I think that's inevitable for all of these shows anchored in this format. Yeah, it's just like it, unless they find a new way to go about it. Like, and they're not because what they have is what the networks want. Yeah, it's it's gonna die. Like, I feel like that's where comedians go to die. Yeah, like. It's like they're they're stuck in amber. Uh, there's no way to to innovate in that space anymore. Yeah. Well, and and the other thing is they don't they don't even take the 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 anchored thing that they have and and innovate on that thing, right? Like I saw <clears throat> they're just now starting to do this because they have to because because of COVID. Like doing performances that aren't at the studio, mm-hmm. like uh I guess um uh, Billie Eilish just did some she just performed some song like in the desert or some shit and it was on I think it was either Colbert or Kimmel and <clears throat> shit like that you know letting comedians do more than five minutes uh, dedicating an entire episode to uh, your guest as opposed to eight minutes yeah cutting out the monologue completely it, anything to switch up the show I mean Conan Say what you want about the fact that he's been around for so long and maybe his jokes aren't, maybe they don't land like they used to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's not as irreverent as he used to be because he's an older guy and it's, it's hard for a dude at his age to have his finger on the yeah, pulse it's of losing like TikTok. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But his show at least tried to innovate, going to the 30 minutes, doing more remotes, cutting out the monologue, changing the fact that like he didn't wear the suit, he killed the desk, he had one guest, and he tried to focus the show on the one guest just play guitar for a while yeah <laughs> he he let andy just riff more like there was yeah. things that they tried to do to innovate on the old antiquated style of a late night tv show yeah and that's why he was always my favorite yeah you know like uh, he would oh, like back in the day his show felt so different and it was it was mostly because it felt more hip yeah because he was the young guy at the time and then also, uh, you know, there were more sketches. It was more just silly. It was just weirder. Yeah, it was strange. It was perfect for the Adult Swim crowd, right? To be watching that show and going, right. "This guy's late night." And I'm really happy to see that he's finally letting go of those shackles <laughs> of late night TV, traditional yeah. late night TV. And I, I really am excited to see where he takes it with HBO. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Like you say, he's an older guy now, <clears> so. Could still be clunky, just in a different format. Yeah, but, it probably will be. Yeah, I mean, even at his even like top tier, Conan was still kind of clunky and kind of yeah, weird. Part of but the that charm. was the tr- yeah, that was yeah for sure. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does, what Ellen does, what any of these. I mean, you brought up um, um, the Daily Show. John Stewart's coming back with his Apple Show. Right, right, right. So. These guys don't go away forever. No. They come back with something. They're trying to do new shit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing right now is the podcast. Mm-hmm. Conan has one. It's really surprising to me that all of these late night shows don't have a sister show that is a podcast. Yeah. Makes sense. That they all just don't do a long form interview with the guests that they have. Yeah. If they're already there, you know. Right. Why not? Why not have a studio built in the back? You knock out the long form interview. And then later that night, or even right after that, yeah, they film their eight-minute bit where they sell the thing. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I mean, 
the podcast is where it's at. I mean, the whole the podcast boom is still booming. Yeah. I mean, people are saying that like uh that wave is gonna crest at some point. Hasn't yet. No. It's gonna keep going. And one of the biggest names in podcasting, other than obviously the one beer podcast. One podcast, yeah. Uh is probably uh, a name that's that was that just I mean <laughs> made every made every wave that you could make. Uh huh. Burned every bridge that he could burn. Mm. The Joe Budden podcast. Wow. We, I don't know how much we've talked about the Joe Budden podcast on the show, and I know Juan's going to be mad that we're talking about this. Uh, yeah, he's going to be him. really mad. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, Juan. man. Yeah, it's too relevant to wait. That's true. So, the Joe Budden podcast. If you're if you're not into hip hop podcasts or Urban podcasts. Urban. If you only like your uh, crime shows, if you only like your Superman White. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's one of the bigger names in in uh, in podcasting. I mean, he was one of the biggest names on Spotify. I think he was the biggest name on Spotify before Joe Rogan, the, the other bigger Joe, Joe yeah, <laughs> came in and was like, "This is mine now." Mm-hmm. Just like a white dude, <laughs> just like a white man to come in and take something from the black man. Uh, so. You have to the the winding road of everything that culminates to this point with the Joe Budden podcast is so long. Yeah. Yeah. And so ripe with controversy that it would take a whole other episode to kind of explain how you get to this point. And it's very soap operatic. Like we don't need to get into all that. Yeah. It's a lot of drama. And what I've learned is that hip hop grown men in hip hop really like gossip. It's and drama. The thing is, it is so professional wrestling kayfabe bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's all about being the toughest guy and like, oh, my superhero is stronger than yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, of course, with with a lot of the, a lot of these situations, unfortunately, have real world results. Yeah. Because or people take Yeah. Because people take it too seriously. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's just so much posturing and braggadocio and my wiener's bigger than yours no it's not i was just that was a it's not that was an aside i swear it's not sorry ask anyone seriously it's okay should i whip it out now no it's okay it's okay all right. seriously though it's all right it's, it's not it's all right it's not small let's talk about hip-hop so <clears throat> joe Bun's podcast the reason that we bring it up uh other than the fact that like it, it was making making all the news because joe joe he live on air aired out the well not all of the details but a lot of the details of the contracts of his co-hosts fired one of them yeah live on air basically aired out he pulled the curtain back on a lot of the things that celebrities just don't pull the curtain back on they mm-hmm. just don't reveal these things because it's not good business savvy Right. Honestly. Yeah. And it just doesn't. I mean, other than if this is who you are, if this is the image that you have created for yourself, it doesn't help to reveal to the world these kind of the inner workings of these deals. Well, if you're doing like that. that, why would anybody ever trust you with business right. ever again? Right. Right. And it's it's just this man. It's so. Uh, it was so 
entertaining, so sad, and so revealing to watch it kind of play out live. Yeah. So he posts the podcast episode for the first, for about an hour, and then decided without telling anybody that, no, 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 never mind. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a Patreon exclusive episode. Right. So he remo- he d- deletes it from his uh, channels, re-uploads it to his Patreon, and only for his, uh, I guess, tier two fans. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay pay $10 to listen to this episode where he effectively ends the podcast. Yeah. That shit is just, that's incredible. Imagine, imagine Joe Rogan going on a two and a half hour rant about Spotify deal and red band and fucking, <laughs> you know, uh, Jamie just, just talking like Jamie's not there. Jamie yeah. has the night off. Jamie, you're fired. <laughs> He's just, yeah. I mean, people can't wrap their heads around it because it's so ridiculous to think about, but yeah, not Joe button. No, not Joe button. No. And I think that, I mean, obviously that's part of the reason that a lot of people like Joe Budden. Yeah. And I mean, for all the backlash he's getting for this, we should say too, a lot of people are supporting him online. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the only support I've seen for this has been, you know, people are getting business confused with friendships, yeah. which has been the big argument on uh, Joe Budden's side of this entire thing is saying like, oh, well, you know, these guys were seeing it as a friendship and like I owed them something when we're just business partners first and foremost when it comes to the podcast yeah and it's like okay well that's why it ended up like this yeah. first of all uh I mean it's I'll I mean I'll say it's 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 hard to mix business and friendship because a lot of the time you get people who uh you don't want to cross those lines with mm-hmm. because a person who owes you money for a thing that you did for them, you can very easily go, I don't care what's going on in your life. I want my money. Right. I did a service for you. Now you owe me. Mm -hmm. And with people in your life, it's obviously much harder to do that. And especially when it comes to like a business endeavor where you see that person profiting, you see them taking advantage of, the money that you helped them or the services that you gave them. Mm-hmm. And if they still owe you and you're watching them profit off those things, you're just going, well, fuck me. Right. Well, let alone in a creative endeavor, like podcasting where you put so much of yourself into it. It's like inherently, even as just a, a partner in that you feel some sense of ownership on it. Yeah. Cause you're providing something you're providing to the conversation, you're providing to uh, pr- production of it, the conversation, what uh, you know anything behind the scenes that may need to be done and just having that relationship uh with however many people you may be doing the podcast with and so that leads to a lot of egos that leads to a lot of uh feeling of ownership over things yeah and a lot of places where there can be friction if you don't talk about it because a lot of a lot of what Joe was saying about um, the two guys that he fired, Rory and Ma, was that they didn't, first of all, that they didn't understand their own contracts, <clears throat> which is a huge thing because, you know, one of the biggest things about Joe Budden is that he 
he has lived three lifetimes in this industry mm -hmm. and he's been fucked over by many contracts. Right. And you would, a lot of people are like, what's hypocritic, hi, hypocritical for you to dog people for not understanding their contracts while being the guy who always was like, these contracts are fucked up. These companies are only trying to take advantage of people. And I see a lot of people saying, well, they grown ass men. Why didn't they just read their contracts? And it's like, yes, sure. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. But if my name is on the billboard and it's my show, which is what Joe is saying, it's my shit. Yeah. And these are your friends. These are your people. These are your homeboys. If they came in and was like, hey, we signed the contracts and you knew that they were fucked up, you would think that there would be a, a part of you that would be like, look, guys, it's not in my best interest financially to tell you this, but you're my friends. You need to go back and look at those contracts. It's not in your best interest. If something happens and this show ends, you have to wait a year before you can yeah. go and do your own thing. Do you right. understand what a non-compete means? Yeah. Like Oof. stuff like that to me is not, that's not business. That's your, that you let your friends sign bad contracts mm -hmm. at the end of the day if you're rory or ma you have to be like this guy was never my friend he always didn't give a fuck about me and i mean from from what budden has been saying that's exactly what it is yeah <laughs> he's like, like they were employees yeah they're in, at, at least as far as the podcast goes they're nothing more than employees. And people are saying like, well, the, the show is called the Joe Budden podcast. It's called the Joe Budden Co podcast with Rory and Mal. Like that's the name. That's the full name of the show. Yeah. They've been there since the first, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes. People are like, well, they didn't start together. I'm like, dog, it's like 300 something episodes. Yeah. And they've been on pretty much all of them. They are known as the two co-hosts of the show. Right. Why are we splitting hairs? I think those people are just trying to find a way to make Bud not the incredible villain that he is in this <laughs> story. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I think there are a lot of people who want to give Joe Budden a lot of leeway because he comes off as this business savvy guy who's just trying to do the best he can for his company. Because, I mean, if you listen to that podcast where he... he goes on this tirade his entire stance of it is like these two guys tried to hurt the show and it's more than just them it's everyone else that we employ it's you know money out of my pocket out of my you're taking food <laughs> out of my kids mouths mouths um and that's the stance he takes on it no i mean it's he, he says that my kids shoes <laughs> My kids need shoes. My kids need shoes. Um, Rory, Mal. You going to pay for my kids' shoes? You going to pay for these shoes? They're not going to pay for themselves. <laughs> my kids are running. And they need shoes to run in. They got the socks. You buying the shoes? You buying the shoes? So with that stance, blanketly, you can go, yeah, I can see his point, but that's not the full story. Yeah. <laughs> that's not That's not. It. Yeah, it's very yeah, easy to be like, it. well, yeah, of course, uh, they're taking money out of your pocket, but... You got to know the whole context. And also, for anybody who's like, yeah, I mean, Joe's just being business savvy. It's like, look at all his other business moves. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he's burned everything that he's got the opposite of the Midas touch. Like he just <laughs> burns everything he touches. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. This Joe Budden podcast network dog. If you were smart, you wouldn't be within 10 miles of that podcast network. No. These other dudes that jumped on the show after Rory and Miles, like, bro, y'all, are you serious? I hope that you got your business affairs in order. Yeah. Because Get if you think that you're immune to this shit, you are not. No. And the fact that he, like, fired one of them live on the show and then was like, y'all can't do anything about it. You can't sue. You will lose. And also, you have a non-compete in your uh, contracts. So you're basically fucked. So yeah. eat a dick. It was like, <laughs> God damn, son, these were your friends. I know. What the fuck? I know. I know. God damn, dude. Shit is ruthless, bro. Us six months from now. Right. <laughs> you got to non-compete. Go ahead. Make your own. Not this year. <laughs> I wouldn't give a fuck about a non-compete. Even if we like, even if the show ended and it like ended badly. I, I, I don't know. I just could never view myself like I don't care about it. Like you have to wait six months before you can address <laughs> anything. That's such a weird a non-compete clause is such a weird thing. Because it's so blatantly like just trying to ruin your momentum. Sure. Yeah. It's trying to sandbag. It's supposed to be a um, it's supposed to keep you from even thinking about leaving. But it's just so funny. It feels abusive, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. It's a very obvious ploy from an entertainment perspective of going, we know how this thing works. If you have built up this momentum and you leave... We have to take the wind out of your sails somehow. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we can do that is hoping that your moment passes within six to eight months. And if it does, you can do whatever you want because no one will care at that point. Right. That's a really fucked up, <laughs> yes. like malicious <laughs> thing to sign into a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they do it all the time with uh, uh, WWE wrestlers. Their contracts, they usually have like a 90-day non-compete. Mm-hmm. And if you think about a wrestler who was at the top of the game and then doesn't re-sign a contract. Like Dean Ambrose, for instance, he was at the top of almost at the top. And then he goes and he goes around, does new Japan and all this stuff. And then he pops up in AEW. (coughs) Excuse me. If he had a non-compete, I mean, it would have been different. His career trajectory would have been different. Yep. Uh, And, and there's some guys who uh, have those and they have to go to fucking Mexico and shit. And they can't be, they can't do, sometimes they can't do shit. They have to just sit around waiting mm-hmm. for that shit to be over. Out with. of work. Yeah. That's a, that's a that one really <sighs> fucked me up when I saw that. I was like, man, that is a really shitty thing to have in a contract. <laughs> yeah. With your friends. Yeah. A non-compete clause. Yep. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've, you know, this, if you've been a long time listener of the show, like a long time listener of the show. You'll notice that things are a little different here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's when business mixes with uh, friendships. I was going to say pleasure. <laughs> friendships. Yeah. It is a very complicated, messy thing that you don't know. It's hard to know, like, wh- what's the next step? What's the most ethical step? What's the most, what's the best step for you and yours? Like, how, you know, how do you view 
everything, not just, all right, what do I want to do, but how does it make sense for this thing that we've built together Mm -hmm. and how best do we move forward with it? So for him to just light fire to that bridge and go, well, we'll see what happens next. I mean, he has, I'll say this, he, he is either batshit insane or he has more faith in himself than any human being on this planet to just go, (laughs) fuck it. Let's see what happens. Well, I think I think that it's confidence run on spite. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. He sounded pissed off. Yeah, and he sounded like he was burning the entire house down because they weren't playing right. Yeah, by his standards. Some people are saying he's off the he's off the yeah yeah mm. he's off that ooey. So <laughs> could, could I don't very know. Very well be. Can't speak to that. No, but no. Who knows? Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you guys don't listen to the Joe Budden podcast, I mean, too late now. It's over. But it's fun to go back and listen to those older episodes and kind of see where we got here. Or you could just go on Reddit. Just go on the, yeah. the Joe Budden podcast Reddit and just look at just try to catch up to where I think somebody's doing like an AMA on there. That's supposed to be. Pull up the pull up, pull up their uh, their subreddit and see if. This guy's doing that AMA because it was supposed to be tonight. Officially ice. Who's on the Joe Budden podcast? Yeah, that's it. Officially ice fresh from. Yeah. So he's doing it. I guess he's. Oh, it's archived. So he already did it. I how I feel to sit on a booster seat that another man has farted on. His answer, I farted in it too. (laughs) Nasty. (laughs) Yeah, so wow, they really, did you sign a contract? No. Did you meet Joe? We used to frequent the same strip club back in the day, became cool, then became family. Oh, how did you meet Joe? Mm -hmm. You know, Mal. You know, Mal was his family too, right? That has nothing to do with me. Man, ruthless, dude. Yep. These guys do not give a flying fuck about each <laughs> other. Let's see. A nigga sound like the opening to Goodfellas. You got to <laughs> chill to the end of the movie, fam. A friend of ours. face Yeah, so go to the uh, Joe Button Reddit page, the Joe Button podcast, and try to catch up there. Um, like I said, it's it's so many, it's so much details to try to catch you guys up on. Um, but... It is an interesting study in business mixed with family and watching what could be the uh, implosion of a very successful podcast and just watching it implode in real time. Yeah. So And knowing uh, from the inside how dicey things can be involving friends and disagreements and podcasts. Yeah. So. Did you sign the contract? I didn't sign a contract. You didn't sign a contract? I didn't sign a contract. <sighs> Yikes. <laughs> I can go right now. Yeah, you think you can. You think you can. I think we should close this thing. <laughs> we should probably sign some contracts. Oh, maybe. No, see, here's the thing. I don't I mean, I guess I don't want to uh I don't want to uh the people into how much the sausage is made too much. Okay. But I mean, it's a 50-50 split. Yeah, yeah. So, it really is just like 
if something were to happen, we would just have to break the cookie in half sure. and call it a day. Yeah. 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 I, I assumed it would be, um, if we ever got to that point, it would just be divorce rules. Where yeah. We, you know, we d- divide all, all, uh, properties, all the, and all the assets, the kids. <laughs> yeah. And that would be that. We'd get visitation for all the lighting equipment. But I wonder if, I mean, if we had one or two more people in this thing, we would have to, I, I know that I would, especially, especially now, mm-hmm. I would definitely be like, look, if, if, if we're going to do this for real, we need to sign some contracts. We need to have real numbers put on paper and real paper signed. Yeah. So that there is no confusion. I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, whenever money's involved with friends, you need it. You need it written down. Yeah. To keep everyone honest. It doesn't mean you don't trust the person, but just so you know what the deal is and it's there. It's, it's a permanent record of what Mm -hmm. we agreed to. Right. You don't live up to that. You know, that's on you. And people are so afraid to just sign a contract that just says, I agreed to this. You agreed to that. Right. How many times do you need to watch just Joe Brown or the people's (laughs) court? Before you realize, like, shit happens, man. Yeah. It's real life. Yep. Yep. Unforeseen circumstances. We want prenup. We want prenup. <laughs> yeah. But that is that is also to say, you know, unlike Joe Budden, as a fair businessman and friend, we wouldn't fuck each other over. Right. That's, I mean, that's just bad business to right. put within your contract something that will affect negatively talent that you're working with every single day. Right. Doesn't make any sense. Right. Unless you are filled with spite. And I'm a spiteful person, but I've learned that I have nothing on the spite that Joe White has. <laughs> I think it's the egomania that adds yeah. to that it's the cocktail. For yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, Just the yeah. That's yeah. all you're missing and then you'd be there. Can you yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine if the uh uh, if if my low view of myself sometimes is actually was actually the opposite, uh-huh. and I thought so highly of myself that I was like, "The fuck am I doing here?" I don't here? need anybody. I don't need anyone. Not. I don't need anyone. I don't, I don't need, need anyone. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Two different vibes. Very different. Yeah. But this beer was a vibe, baby. Wow, what a what a transition. The beer from tonight, or for tonight, was from the Ravenous Pig Brewing Company. One of their small patch brews. The Prize Pig, the Higher Love, BA, BSA, 13%. This baby was made in February. Can you see that? Where is it? No, no. No. No focus. There it is, right there. Yeah. You see that. 226.21. Where's the number at? Was it on the thing? Was it on this? Mm-hmm. 104 of 156. Wow. So people can see that. You can't. It, it's too blurry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have control over it. <laughs> Obi, what would you think of this beer? I love it. I mean, this is another another big old hitter for me. Big hitter. Uh, it's sweet. It's tart. Um slightly slightly appley i don't know maybe maybe mm, mm, maybe that's the mm. the flavor i'm getting there a little bit of uh, maybe that's the cider speaking to me yeah uh maybe it's that honey that i'm getting yeah i think it's that honey uh but that tart mixed with that honey i mean i think it's again our famous word balanced very well balanced 
balance, 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 balance. I won't belabor the point. I mean, I think this is a solid five out of six bottle caps. Uh, God, as much as I want to disagree, I mean, people think that we agree too much. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, sh- it's, it's, all, it's like we're best friends or something. I would just have to say I agree with you, man. All right. It's a five out of six. It's really, really good. And it does not taste like a 13%. No, no, it's very smooth. Very smooth. Goes down well. Um, yeah, that, that, that honey... I guess I don't know if that's with the the notes that we're trying to get, but that oh yeah, I guess yeah, mm-hmm. honey aged, thirteen months in a Tuffy cider barrel. Uh, really smooths it out, but not to the point that it's too. I mean, it is sweet, so uh, you're 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 gonna get that, and it may be too sweet for some people. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too sweet, <laughs> but it is, it is sweet. Yeah, so that may be a turnoff. It is a it was aged in cider barrels yeah so it's kind of inevitable kind of have to just come to grips with that so in cider barrels in inside whose barrels inside her barrels so <laughs> unanimous five for myself and for you sir do you think we got it i know we got it we should probably get out of here probably right? yeah all right well, this has been the One Baron Podcast from myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, whatever. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And always, always, always have a beautiful evening. Black Superman loves you. <laughs> Black Superman loves us all. We're gone, blood off, off. Lost to-